Every family has a way of doing things. A way they handle the big stuff and the small stuff. A way of thinking, doing, gathering, serving, being. A way that even from the outside walls they sometimes call home tells you who they are and what they stand for. We are South Hills. We are family. This is is us. We are in uh, this series, summer series, This Is Us. And today we're wrapping it up. Today we're wrapping it up. Uh, We've been, uh, over the last several uh, months, we have been sharing with you the core values uh, here at South Hills Church, the things that um, identify us, the things that make us who we are, our priorities, why we do what we do, and where do we get these ideas and concepts. Basically, we're like uh, the soap opera. We gave you all the juicy details of why we do church this way. And our hope is that as we share this, you grab onto these core values, you grab onto them, you understand them, and you begin to walk in this journey along with us as we try to share this with those who come to South Hills, right? So today, um, I'm hitting you with the last two core values, right? There's 10 of them in total, and we're going to jump on the last two. And and these two kind of go hand in hand, and that's why we packaged them uh, up this way. Uh, they go hand in hand. And, and, and the first is that we're the, we're the first to serve and the last to be served. We're the first right. to serve and the last to be served. And if you are a chubby kid, you don't like that, right? <laughs> You don't like that because you have this understanding, you know, that that you're you 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 know you're not going to be a part of that. But the truth is that we are the first to serve and the last to be served, and we'll explain that in a bit. And the other last core value is that we don't take our gifts to the grave. Sounds a little morbid, but uh, again, I'll explain that as well. But we don't take our gifts to the grave. So let me let me start off by asking you uh, this. Have you uh, ever ignored something because uh, you thought it wasn't a big deal and then you later regretted it, right? Have you ever ignored something because you thought it wasn't a big deal, but then you later regretted it, right? Uh, let me give you some examples, like uh, that 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 leaky faucet, right? Or that leaky pipe under the, the kitchen cabinet. That was that was just drip. You didn't think anything of it, and then it went to drip, 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 drip. Next thing you know, you're in trouble, right? Or or how about you're putting off a project or making small charges on your credit card over time or eating a bowl of ice cream every night? Guilty as charged, right? Those things that that for men, you know, the things that your wife is always calling you out on. Did you fix this? Did you do this? And you're like, uh, yeah, later. 
and then later it turns into later, later, and then later, later it turns into, OMG, I'm in trouble, right? Those moments where you didn't do something because you didn't think it was a big deal, but ended up regretting it. But here's the thing. These little things add up. These little things add up, right? I'm sure we you, that I'm sure that you all know that big things, good or bad, big things, good or bad, almost always happen in small segments over time. It doesn't. It doesn't just boom. It happens, right? It happens. It, it's small, progressive steps. Now, that's not to say that we 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 all prefer some single significant moment that explains everything. But life doesn't always work that way. There, there are these small steps that, that play out, eventually lead up to something bigger. So we can all agree that most outcomes aren't the result of one big thing, but a lot of little things, right? We didn't wake up all of a sudden and become a little chubby. That was a, a process, a, a gradual process, right? We didn't all, all of a sudden wake up with algebra, right? It, that we wasn't born with that. It's something that you learned a little bit, learned a little bit. Eventually, it led you to this point. Or you didn't have the job. You don't have the job that you do just overnight. It actually just kind of worked its way in. And I'm, we're going to talk about that throughout this message. So if you have your Bible, let's jump into the scripture here. It's a short scripture, Matthew chapter 13, verse verse 33. And this story is about the parable of the yeast. And it's it's a a short verse here that I want to share with you. Jesus gives this illustration and he says, The kingdom of heaven is like the yeast a woman used in making bread. Even though she put only a little yeast in three measures of flour, it permeated, right, every part of the dough. Okay? Now, I love bread. <laughs> That's the stylish figure I have. Right? I love bread. Anybody, anybody else love bread? Oh, yeah? Okay. Huh. This is what happens step by step if you eat a little more bread, right? Just giving you some illustrations so everybody can follow along, right? And that's that's why I love the Bible because there are a lot of references to bread in the Bible. No, just kidding. Now, you may or may not know this, uh, but more often than not, more often than not, the word bread when used uh, in the Bible was slang for food in general. So when you read the word of God, more often than not, when they use the word bread, it's not referencing, you know, they're not referencing like Italian bread or sliced bread or a loaf of bread. What they're actually referencing is food, right? The symbol for sustenance. The symbol for sustenance. To break bread with someone was a sign of acceptance, of um, honor, concern, interest, and validation. So when you took the time out to to share your a meal with someone, what you were doing was you were showing honor, right? You were accepting that person. You were uh, showing your concern and interest and validation for them. So in essence, 
to give some, you sat down or you invited someone into your home or you went to someone else's home to share a meal, basically life was being shared there. And so when you told a metaphorical or a figurative story about bread in the ancient culture, what you were really doing was alluding to or making reference to to all of these things, to acceptance, to validation, to honor, to, cons- uh, to show concern and interest. So this woman in this parable is doing something life-giving for herself and for those around her. But here's the thing, and this is what I want you to grab onto this morning. Though she is giving something life-giving, right? The part that she plays in the scheme of things is small and minute. She is only mixing the yeast. And it's just a small amount. It's just a small amount. In the bread-making process, it's such a brief moment that if you did not see her do it, you would wonder if she did anything at all. The phrase that is actually used in this scripture is that she hid the yeast in the bread. She hid the yeast in the bread. In other words, her contribution went under the radar, right? She wasn't trying to bring attention to herself. She wasn't trying to say, oh, look at me. Look what I can do. I'm putting the yeast in the bread. She wasn't recording a TikTok video for her audience on how to make bread, right? She she was going under the radar, right? She was simply just serving. And so here's the point. Little things are a big deal in the long run. Little things are a big deal in the long run, run, especially when it comes to the kingdom of God. So what does that have to do with you this morning? What does that mean for you? How do you take this and you apply it? It's simple. It's understand that every piece of the process is important, including yours. Every piece of the process is important, including yours. You matter. What you have to contribute matters. It's important. Let me ask you this. Why is it that most of us can remember little moments in our lives? Why can we remember little moments, not not so much big moments, but little moments in our lives? Why do we have such great importance or value? Why do they have such great importance or value to us? Because being seen, being served, being shown love, being given a gift matters. Regardless of how big or small, It matters. We want to be seen. We want to be recognized. We want to be loved. We want to be accepted. We like getting or receiving gifts, right? Because those little small things matter. 
They matter to us because it, it kind of represents us being loved, being accepted, being validated, being honored, right? That someone has an interest in us. Maybe you won't come out and say just that. Oh, but I'm not going to admit to that. But deep down inside, you know it does. You see, the attributes of, of yeast are that it lifts, it lightens, it enhances, and it expands. Right? That's, that's the qualities that, that yeast brings to the table. Right? Yeast, no. I came to enhance you. I came to, to lift you up. I came to make you better. All incredible qualities. So let's, let's be a little vulnerable this morning and honest. Is that what you do? Is that what you do? Is that what you bring to your relationships? Right? Is, is that what you bring to your family? Is that what you bring to your friends? To your job? Is that what you bring to your church? Right? If our church, if our church was a loaf of bread and you were the yeast, right? If our church was a loaf of bread and you were the yeast, could you honestly say that you're doing your job? This is a self question. This is not a look at your spouse question. <laughs> These are the questions, the hard questions that we should be asking ourselves. If our church was the loaf of bread and you were the yeast, could you honestly say that you're doing your job? Do you lift? Do you lighten? Do you enhance? And do you expand us as a church? Let's go back to the story here. The woman that is referenced here, the woman mixes in just a little bit of yeast with three measures of flour. In this first century term, three measures of flour is about 40 to 60 pounds. 40 to 60 pounds of flour which is more than she can eat herself. I like bread, but that's a lot of bread. And more than her family can, can eat in total. So in other words, the life-giving thing that she is giving out, it, it's inclusive. There's, there's, it's, a, it's plenty for everyone. Now this detail is intentional. God saw it fit to, to make it intentional and, and, and be included in us. And so he's trying to tell us something. He wants us to know something here. And that's the life-giving thing that you and I get to do isn't solely because of or about you. It's not solely because of. Happened through small slow, steady, and largely unseen means. In other words, where we move as a church
the impact that you get to have within your family and your friends, your coworkers. That can only happen through small, slow, steady, and largely unseen means and actions. And the big thing that God wants you to do, the big thing that God is asking for you to do is more than likely a little thing done with great care and consistency. You see, God is not taking you to another country. He's not asking you to save 15,000 people. He's not asking you to build a church. He's not asking you to, to do these great, incredible things. What he's asking you to do is something small. But to do it with great care, with love and consistency. Because he understands that the small things, when added upon each other, have you done something big? So ask yourself, have you dismissed it? Have you already made up your mind that the issues are way too big and your efforts way too small? That what you have to give to your relationships, to your community, to, to your church are just way too small. It won't matter in the grand scheme of things. Have you told yourself that what you have to contribute isn't, big, isn't a big enough deal to bother doing so? Because if that's the direction that you're headed, if that's how you're thinking, I want to tell you that it's wrong. I want to tell you this morning, on behalf of the church, our church, we completely disagree. Jesus disagrees. I have a part, she has a part, he has a part, you have a part. All of it is significant and meaningful here at South Hills. So church, let's, let's bake some bread. Let's figure this out. Let's figure out how each and every single one of us can play the part that we've been given, how we can contribute, how we can be the yeast to the dough, to the flour, right? How can we enlighten? How can we expand? How can we lift up the church? So let me wrap this up this morning. Where do we go from here, right? Where do we go from here as a church, right? This is this is this is my favorite part of the scripture or, or the message because this is where it becomes applicable, right? This is where we begin to see things and say, you know what? I can do this. That's my part. This is how I apply it, right? So how do we apply today's message to our everyday existence, our everyday journey with Jesus? I suggest that. You sign up to regularly serve God's big vision in whatever small way you can here at South Hills. Well, pastor, I can't sing like Chanel. We're not asking you to sing like Chanel. That's why God created Chanel. There's only one Chanel. Well, pastor, you know, I, I, back in the days, I used to rock and roll on my guitar, but I don't have the skills as Aaron. We're not asking you to be like Aaron. Aaron is Aaron. 
God has gifted him with talents and abilities. Well, pastor, you know, if I can't lead a team, then I don't want to do it. Well, that's not the right approach. Oh, because I'm a leader. I'm a leader at my job. That's incredible. I love that. But maybe we are not in need of a leader right now. Maybe what we need are more hands on deck. Oh, pastor this or pastor that. Listen, each and every single person here today has gifts and talents and abilities that can be used. Just like the yeast to lift, expand, enlighten, and build up. So I encourage you, find your place here. Find where you can serve. There's a place here at South Hills where you can contribute. Because it's bound to be a bigger deal than you think. It matters. You matter here at South Hills. See how I do this. There are people in this church, some of which have been serving for so many years, this church, this this exact location. People that have been serving as as ushers, as sound people, as as uh, greeters. There have been there are people here that serve maybe once a month. People that have found this, hey, pastor, whatever you need, I'm here, I'm available. Simple things, big things. And as I look over the crowd, there are people that are serving in places that you probably don't even know <laughs> that exist. I love, I love that we are part of a church that when you come it's set up and ready for you that you don't you probably don't even think how the chairs got in its place how the tents were put up how the cables were run did they get wiped or not wiped that you know you, you don't think about it because it's already set up it's already done But I love the fact that we are in a church where people wake up early and come and contribute and serve in different areas. Run the cables, set the chairs, clean the chairs, put the tents up, tear the tents down, greet you in the morning and set you in your spot. Make sure the sound is ready to go and even have our Facebook Live ready to to roll. Every role, every person that serves is needed here at South Hills. And as we continue to grow, we're going to continue to need more people to serve. There's a group of about 15 people or so that, that make our Sunday happen, our Sunday outdoors happen. And we haven't included our children's people just yet. Every role is important so what part is God inviting you to play in here in 
what he's doing at South Hills. And what excuses are you already making up in your head for not doing it? What fulfillment are you missing out on because you have excused your way out of serving here at South Hills? Listen, we don't ever want to walk around with the regret of what, uh, of what we didn't do to serve and love those around us to the best of our ability. I'm constantly trying to figure out how I can do what God has called me to do better. I never want our church people to leave here feeling shortchanged. Like pastor didn't step it up. That pastor didn't bring it. That pastor didn't think of these things. That pastor didn't consider my needs or, or, the, or understand what I'm going through. Because I do. Church, there is greatness inside each and every single one of you. And it's time to share it. Church, are that we're the first to serve and the last to be served. And we don't take our gifts to the grave. We put them to use. We put them for the benefit of those around us. Amen. I'm often reminded that even just a smile plays a significant role in the church. When you greet somebody like this, it does something. It's contagious. It's contagious. So let me quickly run down all of our core values. Number one, we work intentionally to become a healthy family. In other words, for purpose to make sure that we are healthy, that we are doing the things that we need to grow and mature as believers. Number two, we want our church family to reflect the diversity of humanity. If you dropped us in this city, you should be able, our church should reflect every nationality in our community, every skin color. We should be reflecting our community. Number three, we reach new and different people by trying new and different things. There's a method to the madness. There's a purpose why we do what we do. And we're going to try everything and anything short of sin to make sure people know who Jesus is. We're called to be ourselves and not copy anyone else. Yeah, there are plenty of churches in the city. You probably came from some great ones. We're not going to do something because someone else is doing it. We're going to do it because we feel God has called us to do it. We want to be healthy and healthy things grow. Right? Healthy things grow. 
we grow more in circles than we do in rows. That's why we have small groups. We believe that relationships are important. It's not just it's not just fine to see somebody once a week and say, hey, and then wait till next week to see them again. We try to go through small groups and develop relationships. We give up things we love for things we love even more. Love that one. We give up things we love for things we love even more. Number seven, eight. We don't wait for someone else to reach our friends. We do it. We do it because we love them. We're not waiting for someone else to do it. Number nine, we're the first to serve and the last to be served. And number 10, we don't take our gifts to the grave. These are the 10 core values here at South Hills. We teach them through our uh, Discover classes. And uh, if you've never been to a Discover class, we want to encourage you to sign up uh, as we start them in the next uh, few weeks here.